podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to FMLPL. I'm Alon. This is Walsh. In this week's app, we'll talk about Game Week 5, life, death, suicide, why we play this game, but mostly about our wildcard squads. How are you, friend? <laughs> I don't want to talk about half of those things. <laughs> but they'll come up inevitably. Yeah, they will. <laughs> it's the dark, dark pod incoming. Every pod's a dark pod. We're fucking terrible at FPL. That's really true. Uh, this week's opening question is from a great friend of the pod, Cy Mitchell. He says, I have a machine that can magic up any animal extinct or alive, domesticated, and will be any size you want. What would you have as a pet? I'd have a bonsai garden with miniature giraffes roaming about or goldfish-sized dolphins for my fish tank, which are both... Really good shouts. Yeah, but I think it's misguided because if you use such a power on a aquatic animal, you can't like enjoy them. They're still just observational things. Like it's basically the same thing of just a fish in a different color, even though a small dolphin would be cool. Yeah, you and mean also, no like, like a, interaction with it really. Yeah, but they're so yeah, smart it, dolphins. Yeah, but like you can't like jump in the fish tank with them when they're like two inches big. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. And then you have like the giraffes, like yeah, they're cool looking, but like if they're miniature, then they're just gonna. Kind of, I don't know. Doesn't Roman would, Abramovich like actually have miniature giraffes? Yeah, he probably like just douses them in oil. Yeah, one of those oligarchs like rocks a lot of miniature giraffes. I think that's like an actual yeah. thing. Miniature? What does he like crossbreed them with? Like actual ladonk? That's probably Le some Vigeroos? weird like opposite of human growth hormone shit that they inject. I don't know. I don't know. But what anyway? What's your answer? I've been, th- I've been thinking about this a lot. He sent this email on like a week ago. Yeah. My answer is a slightly larger version of a koala bear. Oh my god! So I, th- I think koalas are really underrated in they're general. They're so cute. They're so cute, and they're also really like weird looking and ugly. So they kind of have both of those things working for them. They sleep a lot, so you don't have to really like deal with them too much. And they're really small as they are in the wild now, but I think if they're a little bit bigger, you have a little more like potential. And you know, like sloths are too big, and but they have like algae and shit on their back. You don't want to deal with that. But mm. the koalas are just—they couldn't fucking chill by themselves, or they'd maybe like hang out with you. I, I feel like it'd be a low maintenance, like fun, chill, chill ass, fucking chill vibes. And you just feed them those leaves, eucalyptus, I eucalyptus. think, and they're, they're just high as fuck all day. Yeah, that's what I want to do all day. Yeah, I just want to eat eucalyptus. Yeah. What about you? That sounds good. Yeah, I mean, my natural inclination is to just go with something really cute and make it even smaller, just to amplify the cuteness. But then you might, as you said, with with size answer, you might lose some of the playing ability. So it's really tough. But playability is big, it's massive. I think I might go like a, a. an elephant that's like the size of like a poodle. Yeah, I was thinking elephant, but the tusks do my head in because if they have tusks, those that's a that's a violent weapon. Yeah, but it's like I'm sure domesticated to me also means like 
you know, you have to like cut dog's yeah. nails and shit, yeah. you know. And, like, yeah, you trim trim you the ivory. Tr- trim the ivory and probably sell make it. Make a piano. Yeah. yeah, make a piano key or two. Yeah, make a piano. The small key. I- small Elephants ivory. Elephants are really smart and like they're they're really they're f- sick. I mean, the only yeah. thing that you would lose by making it smaller is like it's not as like lumbering and just that that's part of the appeals. They're just like so fucking huge and fat and just like so it's got to be big still, but obviously you can't like have a full elephant in your house. So yeah, I think just a slightly toned down elephant would be very fucking sick. Okay. Although right. I don't yeah, extinct animals is just like too much for me. Nah, I mean, what are we getting? Like a woolly mammoth, like a saber tooth tiger? Like, nah, I don't get the know. fuck out of here. Yeah, I can't. I don't know enough about animals. Yeah, I don't in the know world enough. to I even think enough. about that. Yeah, well, after I'm curious what our readers think because they'll probably be weird and know some weird shit. Um, okay, moving on. Shout out to good old natural selection still top the FML field table. He contacted me on Reddit or Twitter. I don't remember which one to confirm that. No, he's not a racist. So well, well, much, have, much have, hard to smell. Yeah, we have that going for us, I guess. Um, but onto the footy, dude. I mean, I can start. I was away all weekend, so I was like in and out of service, in and out of Wi-Fi, like trying to just follow what's going on. It, it really just couldn't have been more of a nightmare for me. I finished the week with a. Paltry, 43, way below average. No, not way, just five. Five is like way below average because average no, 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 is so I'm trying bad. to fucking cheer you up, all right? I mean, get me a tiny elephant. Don't lie to my <laughs> fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> Highlights include... Uh, oh, ben, harsh, dude. This is going to be a pot and a half. Highlights include a bend me own goal. <laughs> Alexis scoring a brace but getting no bonus points and missing a pen. I dropped 200,000 places. Like, that's probably the most I've ever dropped in any game week in my FPL life, if I had to guess. I just want to die. I don't know. What do you, how do you feel? Well, you want, you want a wild card and have done, so we'll get and into I, that. And we're both on wild cards, so yeah, that's going to be card. the pod. Just buckle in, listener, because this is going to be in. at least an hour and a half pod. Oh, yeah. have, there are so many things to discuss. Oh, my God. But I do. I, all right, I I don't know. Yeah, you fucking you didn't do well this week. You had the Antonio and Sanchez points in mid, but it was again a back to back no cleans week, which I also enjoyed. And Even worse than no time. cleans. Like somehow I had a worse defensive performance than last week, where I had like two zeros in the lineup. I actually yeah, got a got negative four, one. <laughs> yeah, you got four points from four at the back, including goalkeeper. You can't can't really get much worse than that. And then you kept in Zlatan, which a lot of people did, but people that kept in Rom or some some such player, or a city player, points. yeah. I mean, so, I want I didn't want to captain him. He just felt like my safest option. Although, I mean, Alexis could have been Alexis, argued, and in hindsight, yeah. I should have done. But I yeah, would have gotten you five more points. I watched that the highlights just now. Like that Zlatan assist was kind of bullshit anyway. Like, why did he even get an assist on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the same thing as the Tadic assist, which I was texting about with Jason, I think. And it's like if it's a cross that's some, for whatever reason, deflected or handled by the defender and then the player on your own team gets the finish, then I think it's still an assist. I don't know why. but I guess it's like you put it into a threatening enough position that like, you force the error, maybe, is the ruling. I don't know. I don't know. know. How'd you do? How'd you do? Um, 
I mean, I, my whole week was basically decided at you know like two hours before the deadline on Friday when all week I was talking about bringing in Nolito for Gaston and captaining him. And then when fucking Wenger fuck had his press conference and ten, said Giroud was hurt, I ended up doing Giroud to Iannaccio and captaining him and then keeping Gaston, which ended up being a huge coup because... Gaston got that straight red. He still got some points, but Nolito you know, got the know. straight red, not Gaston. Yeah, uh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, Nolito got the straight red, so he still got some points. But if I captained him, and you know that would have been a mare. But oh um, my god! So I got Ianacho's ten in for Giroud. The one thing though, I was actually thinking about in hindsight was it wouldn't really have been that many points deducted because if I had Giroud still and I captained Nolito, I would have gotten Capu's ten off the bench. Ah, Capu. Um, so I. I I still would not. I would have netted less points than I did by the transfer I made, but it would have been, it would have been like two points or something. Right. Yeah. Not as bad as it seems. Yeah. We both had Kapu on the bench. We both had Yakupovich on the bench. Which yeah, I mean, that's just story of our lives. Story like, of our lives. Our bench points have been out of control this year. It's it's yep. been astonishing how many points we've gotten off the bench. But yeah, I finished with fifty six, so above average. I rose a little bit, but I'm still. I mean, not anywhere near where I want to be uh, rank wise. At 235k, um, Tadic got me an assist at midfield, which was another nice little boost. Um, Lukaku did the business. I got the Zlatan assist, but really, it's been a story of the defense the last two weeks. I mean, getting, I think last week I had about four points or five points in defense total. This week I had six total out of the four players, so it's been really tough at the, the back. I mean, uh, last week on the pod, I, I, with my double United defense, I was hoping they would keep clean at Watford, and they did anything but. Um, so I mean, defense is chopping and changing this week on wild card, but um, yeah, I don't know. Fifty six, it feels okay. I don't. It didn't feel like that bad. Hitting on Ianacho captain was really nice, and I feel like I have. The bones of a really, really good wildcard team. So I feel like I'm going to be on an upward trajectory. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, the thing with wildcard is it's it's the most aggressive move in the game. So like, we're neither of us are happy with our weeks so far this season or our rank, and we're just coming out of full strength right now. With you know what, obviously we both think is is going to be a really strong wildcard team for the next like five, ten weeks, hopefully. So. You know, hopefully we just start seeing some rises beginning now, and we're we're getting a lot of price rises, and we're getting a lot of value, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, this seems like a great week to have wildcarded because we've already had double rises. So it's, much uh, value. It's Monday. Yeah. I mean, it's been it's been two, three price changes, so that's been really nice. Um, yeah, like you say, I mean, it's wildcard time, so it's fun, and Aguero's coming back in, so we have our safety blanket. And I think we finally have some fixture t- shifts. Uh, some teams like Liverpool, West Ham, Watford coming up. Um, yep. City, we know what they're about. So it feels like a good time to redistribute the funds, get some new friends in, and uh, kick on. Hell fucking yeah. So, all right, let's do sponsor, and then we'll just go full wildcard mode, I think. Yeah, I think that's good. Okay. Do you find yourself sitting on the couch watching footy and growing more and more out of shape and lethargic? Well, whether you're just starting out or starting again, this FPL workout plan will help you drastically improve your physique and fitness levels in just one game week. With Get Fit FPL, the premise is simple. When FPL strikes, so does your workout routine. You already follow along like an insane person. Now it's time to apply it to your bod. 
Let's get you looking a lot more like Dusan Tadic and a lot less like Charlie Adam. For every player who scores two or less points in your starting 11, do 10 push-ups. For every point left on your bench, do five squats. For every time your captain fails you miserably, do 20 cross-punch sit-ups. For every double-digit haul from the legend Etienne Capu, do 10 jumping lunges. For every time some dick fuck plays under 30 minutes, do 10 tricep dips. And for every single fucking time the player you were going to bring in but didn't bring in tits, and the player you brought in instead blanks and sucks and you want to fucking kill him, run a mile. If you follow these easy steps, we guarantee you'll be fit and firing in no time. All right. So what are we doing? Let's go positional, right? And then just yeah. talk about who we're thinking about. Like I, I'm less in the thick of it than you are because I've been away, but yeah, I'm I've still been fucking serious business. Yeah, I mean, like I'm still tinkering. I'm still writing price rises. So should we start uh, with yeah, the, I, the flare up top, the forwards? No, let's start dull art at the back. Okay, start in the back because I, th- I think everything is driven from the back. Interesting. Um, so I mean. Before we start with picking our goalkeepers, I think it must be said the clean sheets this year have been insane. It's it's the lowest amount of clean sheets over the past four or so clean, four or so years, uh, given the quantity of games to like, coming so into game week five. Few. It's been actual the lowest amount of clean sheets that have been kept. And I mean, you know, I doubled United defense, and it's been horrible. But I think for my strategy and wild card is trying to mix in a. Both being frugal at the back and not spending too much, but also diversifying and trying to spread the wealth as much as I can. So at goalie right now, I am going with the absolute bare bones of Pickford and Jordan Jakubovic. Oh, I love it, dude. I, I had that. I fucked around with that a little bit. I I like the bare bones approach, um, kind of going in line with how the season has gone, as you just said, which has just been like no cleans from anywhere and they're both getting a lot of saves and you know they're both putting up some points if they're getting like 3 to 4 points a week that's really good you just hope you know you're holding your breath that they don't let up like 5 against the good teams when you have to start them against a good team but i do like that i mean again like i've i've tinkered so much less than you i feel like my team is probably a lot less like set than yours is but my initial tinker, I had Yakupovic and Herelio Gomez on Watford just because of their fixtures. But I don't know; they haven't they haven't kept a single clean all year, which doesn't feel good. But they've had a really hard schedule, um, and their fixtures coming up are incredible. But it doesn't feel good to spend five zero, and there's not really any four fives that I want at all. Um, yeah, I so think it feels like you're going either five zero or Pickford Yakupovic seems the smartest to me. Yeah, I think that's part of the problem of what I was looking at, and just like Sunderland have reasonable fixtures coming up. Um, I think Yakupovic is any literal week now, like even next game, because he was pretty shit against Arsenal, and they let him for even though he stepped a pen, saved a pen, yeah. Yeah, but I think he's any day now going to lose his job, so I might not hold him, but. I think Pickford's reasonably uh, set in the starting position, and I don't know much about the okay. guy they, that other guy they got. Yeah, no, I've never heard of him before. But yeah. Pickford's been say, having like over six saves a game since he's been starting, and 
he's young and they're shit, and it's not like doing a fucking goalie change. Everyone loves him, like the teammates, the team loves him. Yeah, he's like local, I think. Yeah, but I mean, at four, when I'm looking at, I don't want to plump for a five-five guy, and I don't feel too safe with Stecklenburg because I think he's also under threat by Robles. There are no five million goalkeepers I like. And I don't want to go to five five. It's just too expensive for such a low uh, low ceiling uh, position. Pickford at four just seems like start every week, and maybe Yakupovich keeps his job for a little bit more. But I don't know. That's where I'm at. I, the the other four five I was really looking at, um, or four four rather, was Mendanda, just because he's cheaper than the rest. And I think that even though our defense, Palace's defense, is fucking shit, we bossed the game so hard against Stoke at home, and we still let in a stoppage time screamer because we're just terrible. Yeah, I mean, Palace is another one of those teams. They have no cleans, but they've only allowed five goals in five. So it's, like, not that bad, (laughs) you know? I mean, that's... No, no, I mean, yeah, we're not bad by any means, but we do lack that focus or concentration. I feel like we're always a threat to give up a goal, no matter the opposition. Again, I mean, we played Stoke that game... All the games I've seen Ballas play in the Premier League the last few years, it was one of the most bossed games that we've ever had, and we still let in a goal. You know, again, it's stoppage time. It's we lose concentration or we stop paying attention for a second, and there it is, and the, the four points are gone. But I've actually I think, looked at Boric a little on the four-five front. I mean, Bournemouth defense was bad last year, and it seems like it's still bad. But their schedule has been really hard to start the season. Um, the fixtures are great. He's getting a lot of saves. They have one clean, which is better than some teams. I don't know. He might just keep racking up a ton of saves. Maybe get like one or two cleans in the next like seven weeks or something. That's you know could be a shout. He's four. Yeah, five. no, I think that's shout worthy. And they do have pretty good fixtures coming up. It's just Bournemouth's a hard team to peg because yeah. it seems like Eddie Howe's trying to play more attacking football, but he's also sensible. Um, I don't know. I love, they, they've I love had a, a couple cleans though. though. Yeah. Yeah, they've had a couple cleans, though. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I, just, really I still feel like skimping on goalkeeper is the way forward. I mean, I Especially do think with Gomez, the way this season's gone, it seems yeah. very reasonable. I do think like Gomez is probably a good shout given the fixtures, but at five, it's just like, I don't know. Is there, is there a guarantee that he's going to have a lot more points in Pickford for an extra million? Not billion? at all. I don't, not at all. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think so. Um, and again, I mean, 5-5 five, five at the goalie, whenever I've fucking tinkered and downgraded around maybe in midfield and taken one of my mid price midfielders to a lower price midfielder to splash at the back and I put in like maybe check or something, it just doesn't like feel good. I just feel like everyone has warts and I'd rather just put the money in the attack. So Yeah, that's, I, I think that's the way to go. Yeah, so that's what I'm looking at. I don't know, Pickford, fucking Titford. Yeah, I like him. He had I watched a tiny bit of that Tottenham Sunderland game. He had one like worldy save on uh, Lamella, and yeah. yeah, he's young and young and dumb. How I like my goalies. Um, <laughs> let's go to defense because as of right now, I have like the skimpiest defense because uh, I still have Amat and Kingsley as Kingsley's price keeps rising. Price holder, and, yeah. yeah I don't think he rose today. They're both he didn't rise today. Well, he'll rise again at least once. Um, yeah, and they're just so cheap and so nailed. Although Kingsley, like you wouldn't think, is nailed because Neil Taylor, like Taylor, gets subbed off and Kingsley stays on. Tell, tells you a lot. Yeah, but Kingsley was subbed off early this week, I think. Oh, gotcha. 
Um, he played he played forty five. He was off at half. Either way, as of right now, I have um, Ashley Williams. I still think I've I've flirted a lot with Sheamus and Baines. Baines off corners really bugs me because Morales has just taken over all corners. And Sheamus I love and his goal is class, but I don't know. Getting Ashley Williams at .5 cheaper just feels amazing because he's just, I don't know, he's he's such a shout for bonus. Like he's right up there on BPS behind Jags, even though he's played like two full less games. Um, I have Lovren right now. Um, again, just cheapest nailed with a good run of fixtures, even though Liverpool defense hasn't been good. It's definitely shown signs of improvement last two weeks. Um, I have Holobas who just feels nailed to a fucking post because I just love him. He has like the most, he had the most touches in the final third last game for Watford and sending in a ton of crosses and he's on some set pieces and he's even shooting and their fixtures are so good. He just seems amazing to own, but and so I only, as of right now, I only have those three, and then the two Swansea guys as just placeholders. But I don't know. What are you thinking? Do you have any? Do you have any expensive guys like Kashelny or something? So I have some similar players. I have Lovren also, and I have Holabas. Holabas. I don't think they're going to go anywhere. I feel like Lovren at four nine, even though Liverpool haven't kept cleans yet to date. Um, they're going to be sort of like City in my view, where they're going to have such huge possession percent stats against these shitty teams that they're about to be playing. That they're going to lock into clean sheets, and I think Lovren at four four nine is uh, is just good value. And like you mentioned with Holobas, I mean the one concern that I have with him is that he's on three yellows already, so his, his suspension's due upcoming soon. So mm, yeah. it's going to be annoying to deal with that. But um, he's basically, as you said, playing as like a winger, almost out of position. Uh, my Everton defender right now is Jags. Actually, I kind of prefer him over Ashley. I don't know. I haven't really delved too much into the CBI stats for Baps, but the game that they both played in and both played ninety, and Jags got two Baps and Ashley got zero, was enough for me to think that Jags mm. is going to be. Maybe it's the fact that like Ashley is just playing a little more forward and Jags is playing a little behind him, so he's getting more like clearances or something. I don't really know, but. Um, yeah, we'll Jags, have to look further into that because they're yeah, the same price. That, but and, but yeah. it's it's still the kind of same thing with Lovren where like I'm not finding extra money to go like Klein instead of Lovren or Coleman over Jags. I'm just trying to find the cheapest route into the yeah. defenses that I want to get into. Yeah, uh, I still have Ahmad, but the one the one defender I have that is pricey is Walker. I brought in earlier this week. I feel like it's you know it's a casuals pick. Um, he was not rotated this week. When I expected him to to be rotated with Trippier after their um, their Champions League, yeah, that's game, very unpotch. Yeah, it's very unpotched. You know, he he rotated them religiously last year when they had Europe League after after a Premier League game, especially because they were playing such a shitty team. I mean, playing Sunderland, you can't expect an easier walk in the park to rotate one of your first teamers, and he didn't do. It might have been because Rose was out and he wanted to shift for it. Vertonga was playing left back, so he was a little fucked up. But um, I have Walker in right now. I was looking a little bit at the fixtures and the rest of my defense, and if I could figure out a way to get in maybe not uh, Monreal or Koscielny, they would rotate a lot better with my defense and Walker does. The one thing I was looking closely at Spurs' uh, fixtures coming up, they have mixed bag coming up, I think, and... 
their easy fixtures are away, which is tough. They don't really have any good. Yeah, home I don't like their fixtures. Yeah, they're they're not great. Um, Arsenal has some really really clear cut home bankers coming up, especially from a defensive clean sheet perspective. Uh, but the one thing with Spurs is, I mean, they were the best defense in the league last year. So far, they've like let up barely any goals this year. So um, I don't know. And it's also a little bit of a needs must because Walker at five seven does represent a cheaper route into any nailed nailed Arsenal defender, or even Vertonghen is five five. Yeah, Vertonghen's five five, which is nice. But um, even Arsenal, their fixtures look great coming up after this Chelsea game, but. They've also been a little bit all over the shop. I mean, they let up a pen against a 10-man Hall team, which should never happen. Uh, so I, I, I might just downgrade that spot even more to a different 5-0 or something. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. That is the one probably most in-flux spot on my wildcard team is that the premium-ish defender. I'm just not sure where to go there. Yeah, the, it's going to be tough to because there's so many... Expensive and good and in form mids and forwards that it's so hard to get the balance right to not just have like the biggest piece of shit defense ever and still have like shouts at cleans and guys on good teams, but have as much points potential as you want to have up top. Yeah. And that's the thing with Walker that's just been doing my head in is that we both liked him a lot last year. We talked about him a lot last year, but. It was kind of in the second half when the rotation was very firm that he was sitting every single game after the Europa game on Thursday, and so it just he, was, wasn't he wasn't. Worth it. Yeah, no, it wasn't worth it. But you know, I had Loris for a spell last year. You had Toby for a little bit, and I was flirting a little bit with trying to wedge Toby into my team this year uh, or right now uh, at six five. It, it seems just a, a step too far. It's just too difficult. I'm to surprised compromise. you're not in on Vertonghen. I, I like Vertonghen, and I think he's a more nailed version than Walker, but it's only a point two million savings at this point, and I don't think that that's significant enough to forsake the bonus potential with Walker and the assist potential with Walker, because Vertonghen, I mean, in a good year, will have like one goal. Yeah, and no. He's the, one of the worst, he's like Stones, he's one of the worst attacking center backs that you'll ever see. It's funny because he's like known as so good on the ball and such a good left foot and even takes some frees. But yeah, he never, he, he like just barely, doesn't get on the end of shit. He barely produces anything. Yeah, like yeah. when he first yeah, that, came in the league that year, he had five goals, three assists. Everyone was like, holy shit, like he's so good. And then like since then, he's just done pretty much nothing going forward. Yeah, I mean, I like him a lot. I like him as a player. I like watching him, but I think he's just like kind of better in real life than he's in fantasy. Yeah, one of those. Um, but that's again, I'm just, I really want to try and wedge an Arsenal defender in because I think that. Yeah, I love their fixtures. They're so yeah, good. That's that's really it. Is the the fixtures from a defensive standpoint? They have. A few just incredible home games. I mean, against, after like, the Chelsea, it's at Burnley, home Swansea, home Middlesbrough, at Sunderland. Yeah, I mean, you That's expect they, they should get they, yeah they should get three cleans from those four games probably. And they should honestly like their Arsenal so consistently good against bad teams. Like those are like shouts at three nil, four nil each game, which sounds insane, yeah. but it's really true. Yeah, it's possible. Um, all right, so, so that's that's defense. We're both still well, like wait, very. Wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm not done with defense. Oh, you're not so done. You, 
No, I want to keep. T- there's more to talk about. So about United though, because everyone had a United defender. Yeah, right. We have a couple, of a couple have. games off the boil. Shaw looks like he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Oh, okay. See, I'm, uh, I missed a lot of like little news things like that. I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so he's going to be out a couple of weeks, and then um, Valencia. I mean, he was subbed off. You know, sixty some minutes just because then he needed to shake things up, and he was forsaken. So I don't know. United to me just in general seem all over the shop. They don't know their yeah. best eleven. Yeah. They're getting done by Watford. It doesn't feel good right now to go heavy on United, especially because they're all so expensive. Every single player on their team. Yeah, they're all expensive. And then uh Chelsea also, they have the fixtures turn like now. Yeah, they so they're you, horrible coming up. And Terry looks like he's touch and go for the weekend, but uh, the fixtures just don't look good, and a lot of people had a Chelsea defender. Ivanovic was fucking awful this weekend. It wouldn't be surprising to see Marcos Alonso come in this weekend. Um, so it's, it's just I feel like it's difficult to find the premium defenses to invest in. I still I do think that Arsenal is going to start banging out clean sheets. So yeah, no, I like Arsenal, and they it, it's just. They they're set, you know. Like that's an important thing, not knowing your best eleven if you're United, because then it it leads you to things like subbing Valencia off on sixty two, where like Wenger would never ever do that. He's not taking Bellerin off on sixty two to like shake things up. Like their back four set, their keeper set, their system is set. So even if that's frustrating from the standpoint where. They'll just finish fourth place every year and get knocked out of Champions League or whatever. It, it it yields consistent FPL results, which is really good against bad teams. One of the best defenses in the league, you know. So you can rely on them more than maybe some of those other teams with new managers and don't know their best teams and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a true story. Okay, right, you want to move to mid? Yeah, I think I'm. Done with defense. Um, yeah, that's fine. I mean, that's more than we talked about defense in the last like two months. Yeah, I mean, I feel I'm so fucking out of it right now. Anyway, I'm like fresh off a five and a half hour drive from upstate New York, and I'm sitting in my underwear potting. Just wild cards. Everything's just insane right now. Yeah, but this is the pot of dreams. This is the pot to build a dream on. Yeah, city on a hill. Okay, here's my midfield right now. Alexis, Firmino, Antonio, Etienne Capu, and then Fodder, Fletcher right now. Uh, so you saw a Vibra over there. Okay, I see what you're doing. <laughs> okay. um, So the, the most nailed things in my midfield in the world right now is Firmino and Antonio. Yep. The two spots I'm playing with, I have right now, I have De Bruyne and Mane. But I've been playing around with changing them into Sterling and uh, and Alexis, and then my fifth mid is Fletcher. Yep, interesting. But so yeah, we're I both th- in on Firmino and Antonio. I think we don't yes. really need to go too far into them. As I went nuts on Antonio last spot, and then he donged again. And I mean, one one of the, the stats ma- are fucking re- stupid, ridiculously good. And one of the main things I think for both Antonio and your Liverpool mid of choice, which for us is is Bobby Firmino, is that like you you literally can't get coverage anywhere else. There's no forward you're bringing in on either team, pretty much under any circumstance. So like you're getting two of the highest scoring teams in the league, 
both have a really good run of fixtures and we think they're like best FBL players for pretty cheap as far as like, you know, good, really good mids go. Antonio is what, like seven one and Bobby's like eight five or something like that's, yeah, that's just so good. That's just so, I'm so excited to own both of them. Yeah, I mean, Antonio Saw has a few good fixtures. I mean, Bobby's in the stick for a while because they have a really long run of good fixtures. Um, yeah, I think you hit it. I, the one thing, though, is with Antonio, and we've discussed a little bit in text, is the Antonio versus Pae question. I mean, the one thing about Antonio is he's no darling to the bonus point system. Um, he's had a couple of goals and no baps, and I think that game he got a brace. He only got one or two baps instead of max, even though there were a lot of goals scored. But um, no, no, he, Pae, got, he got max. Oh no, he got max in a different game. Actually, he didn't. He only got one in the game. He scored a brace, but he got max in like earlier season when he just scored one goal in a one nil win. Yeah. Okay. But okay, there's a game where he scores a brace and he gets one bonus point. Yeah. That's granted, they fun. lost two. They lost four to two, but still, like that's, you know, um, I still think that if Pae and Antonio were priced equally, for example, I would take Pae every single time. Mm, no question. Interesting. Okay. But the the price difference is so massive that it, I don't think it is even close that you want to get Antonio. Yeah, I agree. I st- I still feel like Antonio is just like I'm waiting for his uh, his carriage to turn into a pumpkin. I think <laughs> Pae is is just pure class and cut above. But Antonio's stats are just ridiculous in terms of his touches in the box, his shots in the box, shots on target. Everything is just screaming out points. Yeah, I mean it's Pae's, everything that I was shitting on Capu about not having. Antonio has. Yeah, and Pae. In his own corner, has also stats off the page. I mean, he's creating like I think he created twelve chances in the last two starts, Fucked and up. he's he's had a bunch of touches in the box and shots. And I mean, he hit the fucking bar on his free kick last game. Fucked which, up free you kick. Know, yeah, but every fucking free kick is fucked up. Yeah. Pie, eh? Um But I think Antonio's just like goal scoring ruthlessness is too much to look past for over two million less. So I think it's a hard argument. As much as I love Pie and I, I was toying with trying to figure out how to put him in, I think it's a tough sell to pick him over Antonio. Yeah, and maybe we'll we'll learn that having both is the way to go if they, you know, keep being in these games that are like six goals every game because their defense is so bad. Then maybe having both is a shout. But for now, I, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's just it just has to be Antonio. You're never captaining Pyatt. So no, just you're saving, never captain Antonio. Yeah, either, so just yeah. saving that two million on a guy that you're you're not captaining is just amazing. Yeah, and then Bobby Firm. I mean, let's talk about Liverpool for a little bit because I am really trying hard to stick with Mane and Firmino because I just feel like you guys are going to be doing these teams. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's super possible. We look. Free as ever going forward. I mean, we're, I think, third in the league in goal scored, and we've had a really bad first five games, like four of five away, um, and against like Arsenal, Chelsea, Tottenham, Leicester, and Burnley, obviously, is the team that we didn't score against. But, um, yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I just think we're not in Europe. We look 
ruthless. We have such class going forward. It's just going to keep coming. I, I don't see it ending, at least our goal scoring. Um, so between Mane and Firmino, if you're going to pick one, forget about price. You have a .5 difference. But what are you? What, what's your natural inclination telling you? Yeah, I mean, I, I have not looked at those stats or anything. My natural inclination Firmino is still Firmino. It's still, yeah, yeah, it's still Firmino. I mean, it's... It's one of those things where I'm not surprised if Mane finishes the season with more goals, but he doesn't have the consistent in and around the box nature of Firmino. And I think Firmino and Klopp are just madly in love and they probably go on vacation together or something. Like, I think Klopp picks him first. He's first name in the team sheet every week. He just does absolutely everything that Klopp loves in a player. He presses, he drops deep, he goes wide. He creates chances, he scores goals, he's in the box. And I mean, I just, when, when all of Liverpool's fit, if ever, I think Firmino still starts up top, um, which is just insane. I mean, just getting that. He, he's been doing this now for a year, you know, since like Klopp came in last year. He's been one of, if not the highest scoring mid in the game. And he was priced favorably, and we pointed him out at the beginning of the season. And I just don't, I don't see it ending. You didn't talk about Mane though. So Mane, he has the pace. He's maybe not as uh, assist prone as Firmino. He's not creating as many chances, but he's again. I said, don't talk, think about price, but price wise, they're pretty much the same. It's only point five. That's not much. Um, I feel like Mane's pace is going to be something that these park buses that you're about to face is going to be something that they're going to have to reckon with. I feel like that's the one thing I keep thinking in the back of my mind is that Firmino is very much of a, he's going to be able to unlock you. He's going to be able to make the clever movements um, on counterattacks, but Mane's pace is is just going to blind any opposition. And I feel like he's going to be making those diagonal runs or sideways sideways movements uh, with a little pass, little give and goes to try and get behind against the park buses that might, this might be his time to shine. What do you do? You think that that's enough to go Mane over Firmino, or you think it's still just it's it's all Bobby Firm? Yeah, man, this is really hard. I mean, I do agree with everything that you're saying, and it makes total logical sense to me. But I also think we're really just speculating a lot because uh, it's all speculation. Yeah, because the only game we've played all season against a bus was Burnley and Mane. How many goals did you score? There? Mane. Did- yeah, Mane didn't play, and we got done two 0 So, like, I have no idea how these games are gonna go. Like, we're just in form, and we look good, and we we look to have a good side going forward. So, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's the only answer I can give you. I don't know. Okay. Having both would feel amazing, but for me, I'm picking Bobby. Okay, okay. So, let's shift over to. Uh, we talked a little bit about the pie versus Antonio, but let's let's go over to City because this is a big question. So, uh, De Bruyne, he's uh, his price has been rising, but he's I think he's at ten seven right now, maybe ten eight. I think he might have risen again, but uh, no, versus Sterling, he's in the eights. What are you What are you looking at between uh, KDB slash Zidane and uh, Raz? Yeah, I mean, as of now, I have neither in. Um, That's fucking insane to me. Yeah, it, it it is insane. I I just like it's another one of those coverage things, which maybe isn't the best way to think about things. But like like I said with Liverpool and West Ham, where you you can't, there's no forward to get. So you, like you want 
with these runs and these types of teams, you want a really premium mid. With City and Aguero just being so nailed and nailed as my captain and nailed to life for everything, friend for life, BFF. I mean, it's just like I feel like I'm still getting the lion's share of, of points by just having Aguero. And if I'm then, instead of like KDB, I have Alexis, that feels better to me to have Aguero, Alexis, like having an Arsenal mid who also have these fixtures than having Aguero, KDB, and just all eggs in one basket. I mean, I love both of them. I wish I, wish I could have so many players. Um, but as of now, I have neither. I do think that there's some validity to what you brought up last week on the pod, which is that KDB kind of always shines without Kuhn. I mean, it, it, it lived up to its standards, back-to-back games. Um, I Neither of us have looked up this. I, I assume you haven't looked up the history of those stats or anything, but I don't know. I mean, I think Sterling's value is just too good to pass up. And he's just like, even though he fucks up easy chances... He's like a donkey, like he's like Giroud. Like if he gets enough easy chances a game, he's still going to score every game, even though he's going to frustrate you. Yeah, I mean, I agree with a lot of what you said, and I also disagree with some of it. But um, De Bruyne, I think, is the one thing I want to talk about with De Bruyne specifically is that without Silva is also a very significant boon in his fantasy very true. value. I very think very true because. When Silva was playing, De Bruyne was playing even like regardless if it was Aguero or Ianacho, it was really Silva who was dictating where De Bruyne was playing on the field. I feel like and uh, Silva was playing a little bit more forward. De Bruyne was a little bit more reserved. He also seemed even this game when he had a fucking goal and an assist and all the bones, very hockey assist prone. Where in getting the assist to the assister, assister to the assist. Yeah, like on but, that amazing counter. Yeah, exactly. And I, I mean, he's. Obviously, a world class footballer, and he's around everything they do, but he's not making those runs into the penalty area or the final third like Sterling is. Um, and, and Raz is going to get those little tap ins and shit. And De Bruyne is never going to get a tap in. He does, he's, he does, that's not his role. Yeah. And he's not going to get 20 touches in the box in two weeks like Raz gets. And even though he's a fucking 1 billion percent better footballer than Raz. You look at it, and you know he had his goal this week off of uh, good scouting to shoot a fucking low ball under the wall. Like that's bullshit. I love you know? that. that though. Oh no, you, my god, you love it, but that's bullshit. Like that wasn't yeah, no. like a class free kick. Like like, that was just chance. bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know when Aguero was in with Silva early do- early doors, he had like a couple assists in three games, which is nice, but not ten point five million return nice. And then he's had really one goal in open play all season. So I think that it might be, hype train might be going in overdrive for KDB, um, especially when you're looking at him against a, someone like Alexis, who is similarly priced. And, um, and a dong fest. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't need pen. He, it's good that he's off pens because when he takes he a pen, sucks it's pen. just negative points. And we've seen in the last couple of years that when he's on form, he just starts firing. Goals and double digit hauls over like a month spell, and he's just like a man possessed. The one thing though, I was really looking close because I've obviously been spending like all my time on my wild card is they have Champions League and there's an international break coming up where Alexis goes back to South America. I fucking hate that, I know. 
Yeah, no, it's a nightmare. But so, I mean, looking at it last time, he they had an international break after three. He came back and made a sub appearance. Um, Champions League, their next Champions League game right now is they have Chelsea this weekend, Champions League, and then at Burnley. And then it's international break and then home Swansea. So for me, I'm looking here. I'm so sitting you're here thinking, looking at like, it. is he just going to play a hundred minutes combined yeah, in that, Burnley yeah. and Swansea? I mean, I'm thinking he's obviously going to start Chelsea home, which is a bad fixture. And then I'm thinking he's not going to play. I mean, anywhere close to 180 against two plum fixtures. Granted, he still has good fixtures following at the end of October. He has Middlesbrough at home, Sunderland away before it gets a little tricky. Um, but that's what I'm looking at. And I'm thinking it might be overthinking it, just the same of getting like Vertonghen over Walker is overthinking it. But I don't love that sitting here right now. Whereas you can get someone like KDB, who, yes, he's maybe playing a little bit deeper, but there's no questioning his class. He's on freeze. He's just like going to be in and ever, around everything. City has no bad fixture. They're not going to sputter like Arsenal do. I mean, Arsenal was playing ten men hall, and they, you know, they were down, they were only up two one at one point. I feel like City's going to blow everyone away. So right now, I'm all I am leaning KDB over Alexis. Mm, I like that. I like your reasoning there. the The one thing about the international break is that I remember last time he came back from international break. They had Southampton where he didn't start, and it was a nightmare. But then they also had PSG like two or three days after that. So I think that was also a big factor in benching him. It wasn't just that he just came back from South America. It was that he just came back and they have the biggest game by far in their group in like two or three days' time. Because I don't know, maybe I'm mis- misremembering, but I feel like whenever Alexis is fit, he forces himself into the lineup. And he's just a maniac. He's not like normal South American person who's like tired. He's just like probably snorting some fucked up shit in the locker room and just ready to go all the time. So, I, yeah. So I feel like he probably has a good chance to actually come in and start that Swansea game, even though coming back from South America, especially after the, yeah, they won the Southampton game, but it was kind of a nightmare game for them until like a lucky last second goal that they just squeaked out the win. So like it went so poorly that I think maybe maybe we're looking too hard at that and I still think there's a pretty good shout that he plays like 80 plus against Swansea and and has those good fixtures to build on. Yeah, no, I definitely think that I might be taking too close of a microscope to this, but I feel like there's enough doubt in my mind over this. Mm-hmm. And then also enough like I want Mane because I fucking love him. Yeah, I want all of the Liverpool players that I do love him too. Yeah, and like I love De Bruyne. Like I like De Bruyne five million times more than Alexis. Like I want him all the time. So I feel like it's kind of a combination of me wanting to get the players I like, and then also trying to create negative arguments against the players that I'm looking at in contention. <laughs> yeah, this for is their definitely. 
Dr. Renee Some Miller bias where it's Dr. just like, Renee would just rip me apart. Yeah, she's like you're making a ass. decision and then reasoning it afterwards. It's like oh, yeah. her car like, analogy. I, I want to do that because it's going to make me happy. Oh, and it, it's great pod material right now. We're yeah. just bantering but, about shit. But, but honestly, just having, looking at a midfield. But, of so having KDB. Aguero and KDB versus Aguero and Alexis. I, I, no, I mean, that's that's what I'm saying. Just, is like yeah. no, that doesn't make sense. Like that's all you need to say, that's and you're like, no, yeah. it's dumb. But I still just feel like these the doubts that I just rose about Katie about uh, Alexis's game time in com- combination with just De Bruyne's not those questions about he's going to be playing ninety every game because yeah, that's Belgium's important. Like, yeah, I just feel like if anything, I could ride KDB out for a couple of weeks, and they have like they have Swansea this week instead of fucking Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea. Yeah, and then and, make the switch, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, maybe he's it's, rising maybe it's a, a lot. Really, yeah, yeah, maybe it's really short term, and I just do do that. I don't know. That's totally but reasonable. I, yeah, I didn't even consider that. You could definitely it's do kind that. Of, yeah, you could definitely do that. But it's also the kind of thing that I think, like Arsenal, I don't think have been firing in all cylinders by any stretch to begin the season. Well, until until this week. Yeah, but even still, like they're playing against a ten men hall. Like that's a ridiculous joke of the world. And I think that they also well, Wat- no, they- but Watford too. The week before the international break, remember they scored three goals first half. Alexis had a yeah. goal and two assists. They were just a festival. Yeah, that. Yeah, you're. Yeah, meh, 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 meh. But City, like they look like putting four past everybody. I mean, they're just gonna walk the league, yeah. right? It feels but- that way. It does feel. That Did way. you but see the- that then- Pep conference? That Pep press conference shit. Yeah, it was great. He's like, so do you think you could win all four trophies? He's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's just thought, don't I talk love to him. Me. Yeah. But then at the same time, we'll go to the other side of the coin. I mean, Sterling looks incredible. and He looks rejuvenated. When Aguero, yeah, when Aguero was playing, when Aguero was suspended, he's still like the most far forward player in the world. And he's returned he's getting, every week except the derby yeah. where he came off early. And he's getting like tappins and shit. And he just looks amazing. So that's what it's just also the other side of the coin is Alexis and Sterling compared to Mane and KDB is diversifying. It's just spending a little bit less on that city attacker when you already have Aguero who you're going to captain every week feels good. Yeah, and, I think Sterling over KDB for me. Yeah, I think I I do feel that way a little bit, but I'm still just nervous about Sterling because he's burned me so much in the past. And you know, he had that one game, he, the United game, he was subbed off at 55 or something. He, I feel like he is someone who Pep could be like, oh, like my center back is not passing to the left back quick enough, so I'm going to use one of my three subs in the game to take my fit center back off. Like I feel like that's what he does with Sterling. Yeah, but now no like, straight red. That's great yeah, for Yeah, but Sterling. that's one game, right? No. Like He's going to miss the cup game. He'll and probably miss three, right? Three, yeah, but um, whatever. I don't want to use a transfer on that spot, so I'm looking at it more of a long-term spot. So. I'd, yeah, I can't see him getting know. fucking moved around, though, dude. He's been just their best he's player. So like, he's, yeah, he has been. He's just been like doing... He's like, it was all the preseason hype, too. I mean, like, now we're enough into the season where I think we can look back to preseason, and I'll get there with Kapu also because that's a, yeah, that's, that's a factor that's for me. But with Sterling, I mean, we can look back to the preseason where Pep was saying all the shit, like, he's my 
project, my pet project, and Sterling's like, yeah, he's like man managing me, and man, he's like giving me one-on-one coaching, which I really missed because Brendan gave him that and Pellegrini didn't. And I mean, now you look back and you're like, yeah, I mean, he's he is a different player, and he's like flourishing and doing everything right, and just been amazing every fucking game, Champions League or league. So I, I just don't see him getting dropped at all. No, I don't think he's going to get dropped. I'm just like a little bit worried about the subs early. But I think really what it comes down to is right now in our lives, I am trying to convince myself to go KDB over Alexis. Um, And it's just not happening. I think I'm going to just end up with Alexis and Sterling. It's just. I think it's the way to go. As much as I like Mane, I agree. I, I think it's this is like the objective, like. When I take myself out of the situation and take my emotions out of it, as much as I want to double on Liverpool mids because I love them all so much, as much as I love KDB because I fucking want to have his ginger babies, <laughs> Alexis, Firmino, Antonio, and Sterling is just fucking business. Like that's silly. They're like those are the most informed and, players yeah. on like the highest scoring teams with the best yeah. fixtures. Yeah. So I mean, that's probably what I'm going to go with, unless if I have some. Insane moment of madness when I'm fucking hammered drunk. Well, there's also, there's midweek games also, which might you know you never know when there's going to be an injury or something. So yeah, maybe Bobby Firm will come back and die. Oh God, don't say die that too soon. All right, so at the end, at the end, fuck face Kapu. Right, so he. What world do we live? I, he's just like a Twilight Zone episode. Like he just keeps happening. And it won't stop. It's just a reoccurring nightmare every week, just having him first spot on the bench and not getting his points every week. But at this point, it just feels straight up stupid. And I have to just like admit my mistake and bring him in, even though he only had, as usual, one touch in the box and one shot, and that was the only time he scored. I was looking a little bit further to kind of try and figure out maybe some other statistic or some other reason I could possibly start this fucking fuckface that I don't want to start. I don't even want him on my team. One of the telling things that I know we've kind of passively mentioned on the pod but maybe not looked at closely enough is that like how hard their first five games were. And you know, Southampton, Chelsea, Arsenal, West Ham and United like very, very difficult fixtures. And I wanted to look at their like average possession and just like his average position and all that shit. So I did. Um, their average time of possession through the first five fixtures is 40%, which is just like so fucking low. Like very uneven games in every single one of those. And his average position is is right on the halfway line. It's actually like a bit better than I thought it would be. You know, it's like the same roughly as like Santi or like Lalana or Barkley or Snotty, you know, other guys that like we've looked at who haven't been returning. And then another thing that I looked at, so sorry, back to the possession, just assuming that that goes up to about 50 or maybe higher because their, their run of fixtures is so good. He'll just get more touches and more shots just by nature of the team having more of the ball, I think. Um, and then, I mean, another another thing that I was just thinking back to and I kind of just brought up with the Sterling is that, I mean, like, at this point, five weeks into the season, if we include preseason, we have, like, roughly, like, I don't know, ten weeks of 
of data or whatever to look at. It's like a pretty decent sample size. And, and there's a reason that we both had him in as our 4-5 with, you know, there's a million different 4-5 midfielders to choose from. We both started the season with Capu for a reason, and that's because he was donking for fun in preseason too and in the exact same role with license to go forward. And we were like, yeah, fuck it. Like, I think you actually convinced me. It's like, yeah, why not? Like, maybe he'll keep donking. Who knows? And, now looking back at that and looking at what he's done, it's just like, I don't know, man. I mean, who am I to say that he's just this fucking guy who's going to not score? Like, if it just feels like I'm being ignorant and in denial, as we talked about last episode. And at this point, with their next five fixtures, at Burnley, home Bournemouth, at Middlesbrough, at Swansea, home Hull, like, who am I to get rid of him? Like, what fucking balls do I have? I just dropped a 350 fucking million thousand rank. Like, I don't know. It's just, I think it's just time to believe. Yeah, I'm opposite. I'm fucking him right off. Yeah, you're, you he's, already got rid of him? Uh, he's not yet, but I'm, I'm hoping for a triple rise before I get rid. But I'm definitely fucking him off because this is just the microcosm of the world this week against United. He had one touch in the box. One shot attempt, one shot on target, one goal. That's that's what he's been doing every game, and the unsustainability factor is just one thousand percent. And I don't want to be committing one of my valuable seven attacking resources on someone who's getting one touch in the box routinely and taking one shot attempt routinely, and that's what he's been doing. He's gotten his dongs off. He's had like fucking eight shots on target or eight shots in general all year, and he's gotten like four goals. His, the conversion rate is just ridiculous off the charts, and it's not going to keep up. And I, I get that he's in a new role and like blah, 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 but he's still Etienne fuckface, and he hasn't scored a goal in like two seasons before he came into Watford. And I like that he's in the box and he's drifting around and they have their 3-5-2 and their, their fucking fullbacks are getting so far down the byline and doing these cutbacks that there's all this space in the box. Like It's Etienne Capu. I mean, yes, he's cheap as fuck, but he's bad and he's not going to keep scoring. So I'd rather just bank the money now, not want an actual jump off a bridge every time I see him scoring on his one shot on goal. Every week, because that's just I mean, he, he didn't score for two years in a row. Because uh, maybe this is normalizing the stats this year, but uh, I, and he's he is dead to me. Yeah, you you just hate him officially. No, I fucking hate him. I fucking hate him. I'm ready it's to start also, loving him. I'm opening my heart. Yeah, no, open your heart. But this is also the kind of thing that where FBL like does it to you is that the one week when my Etienne Capu comes off the bench is the one in five weeks when he blanks. Like that that does it to me more than anything. Like if I got a goal off the bench in game week two and what did I fucking transfer in some dick fuck who didn't play? And then all the other weeks when I've had players who have like multiple players not starting when he's already had like a forty five pointer on my bench. And then they <laughs> both come on for like late subs for ten minutes. You know, like those are the other things that just like get to me. Oh, of course. I mean, it's been the most frustrating thing ever. And yeah, I mean, part of it is me trying to definitely like catch points that have already happened. You know, I 
like again, I agree with you on the unsustainability, right? Like if this was a guy that we were considering in our wild card that hadn't been scoring and these were his stats, I would never ever consider him. I'd be like, no, it's, it is plays, Darren Fletcher. Yeah, he is like Darren he Fletcher. He plays deep, he shoots once a game, blah blah blah. I just think those other points I brought up are at least interesting because no, I, yeah, I agree with they'll, you. They'll have more of the ball. In theory, he should maybe up his shots to twice a game from once a game. Maybe touches in the box from, from like two and a half to five or something like that. And maybe two chances created a game, not one, something like that. And maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just having a fucking Ramsey year from two years ago or three years ago, whenever that was. and. He's having a yaya year. He's having an insane ago. fucking year so far. And you know what? Like, I understand the reason. I feel like the real reason that you're getting rid of him is because for wildcard, being able to bank the money that you've made off of him and put that into your team is so useful on wildcard. Oh, yeah. No, that, that's everything. That's the real that's, like, that's strategic why. reason why you're getting, him, getting oh, rid of for him. Sure. For and sure. I think that's super reasonable. But at the same time, like... I also have those funds, and when he eventually dies or stops scoring or whatever, I'll be the first person to get rid of him because of all of these underlying stats. But for now, I'm just like, I don't fucking know, dude. Like, everything I'm doing is wrong. It's time to just get what the mass is for me. I mean, like, I'm just, I'm just rolling with him. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't hate that or fault it. But I just think it. This I got to a boiling point this weekend when I saw the goal, especially because, as I'm sure you've seen the replay of the goal, the highlight that it shouldn't have happened because foul on Martial. Yeah, like okay, like you you tap the ball beforehand, but like when you go in two feet like that and you scissor both the legs out, like hi, that's the quickest whistle that you'll ever fucking hear in your life. And the yeah. fact that that played on and then led to the Kapu goal. Led to his one touch in the box, his one touch, his one shot on target, his one goal, infuriated me beyond any comprehension of the world. So, yeah, I'm glad I didn't watch that live because I yeah, just no, break it's, things. It's, it, and it's just, and it, that's the thing. I mean, we've had a lot of fucking problems with the referees this year in the Premier League, as there is every year. But there's got to be a something where, okay, if you if your lunge or your two footed slide tackle. If you if you touch the ball initially, but then you completely scissor out the ball carriers both of their legs. Yeah, it's a foul every that's, time. It's it's not a foul. It was a yellow card foul, and it was like every all day, every fucking day. And that's that that's the thing is like that's why Capu scored a goal and got ten points when he should have probably had just a one or a two pointer. It's just that's what I feel like has been happening week in and week out with him is that. He's getting one chance a game or one cutback or one bullshit, whatever the fuck, or one deflection. And the stats are just ridiculously bad that I don't I don't I don't want them anymore. You don't you don't trust like that. I don't I'm getting fucking worked up. <laughs> I mean this is a wild card pod you should do. So yeah, then let's talk about strikers. Yeah, let's go to forward. So you you guessed it. I mean Part of the balance of having someone like Kapu as my fourth starting mid is that I'm ridiculously heavy going forward. So I have Kuhn, Ibra, and Rom. Yeah, I mean, it's similar to the front lines that we had exactly almost going into the season. Where yeah. it's, just, it's so heavy. I just feel like 
the mid-priced midfielders that I was trying to find in the beginning of the season weren't coming in and now that we're having like a lot of really good 8 million plus midfielders coming in um I'd I'd rather just You're pick two of the three. Yeah, I'm trying to redistribute the funds especially now that I mean I was looking at it and thinking about how I could take a couple of hits to avoid avoid using my wild card to redistribute my funds to get Aguero back in and it just nothing was working. It would have really been a minus 12 and I feel like as good as Ibra's been and his stats have been good but you're not going to captain the player and he's going to be 11 point whatever the fuck million when you have someone like Lukaku or Costa who are you know 2 million less returning pretty much the exact same things and then a player someone like Dini or Benteke or uh, someone in the 7 region striker when you could also then get an eight plus million midfielder because you're you're rebalancing. It's just if that felt a lot better to me. But I'm surprised that you still have Ebra. I thought you were gonna get rid. Yeah, I mean I was going with the flow kind of and I, I think he dropped in price tonight. Um so I don't have him actually right now because I didn't want to, my price to drop. But I was just looking more and more at it and it's it's just another one of those coverage things. And it feels like I'm just saying the same thing over and over, but there's still just no other way to get points and have a United player. And yes, they're in a funk and they got done in the Derby and then they got done by Watford. I mean, I still think they're easily a top four team. I mean, like, even at worst, top six, you know? And his stats against Watford were really, really good. Like, one of his best statistical returns of the season, honestly. He just didn't score. Like, Give him the chances he got against Wofford again, and he'll probably score a brace, honestly. And he only got the assist. And I just think, like, his point ceiling is just still so high. I mean, like, it's... I'm not... I'm just... I feel like getting rid of him is more of a knee-jerk than than any other move that's trending right now. Just because... He's been, he hasn't blanked in a while. Yeah, I mean, he's been so fucking consistent and so good to start the season. And just because United had like two kind of weird, fucked up games, one of which he scored and the other one he got an assist, like, I'm not really jumping off a bridge to get rid of Zlatan just because they're in a funk. I mean, like, yeah. get it, you know, they'll write the ship. I mean, like, Mikatarian eventually will come in and. Rashford starting on the wing is good for him. Like all these things are good for him, and they're just gonna get better as a team. They're a bunch of new players playing together for the first time, basically. And like, I don't know. I'm just in no rush really to get rid of him. I, I still think like, okay, home Leicester's maybe not the best, and then what home Stoke? I'm gonna be like in the minority with Laton. Like he's going to be a differential among active players, and I and I have him home. Give me, Stoke. A, talk, give me a talking head. That's a, Adam. You're going to give me Manchester. Hold Jose Mourinho's Manchester United home against Stoke. How many goals a game they let up? Mark Hughes is on the hot seat. <laughs> Phil Bardsley's going to be managing the team. I get slot on Ibrahimovic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's still a tale of um, you're spending someone like twelve mil on someone you're never captaining. Like that that's what I can't good. get past. It's not good value. Fact. It's not good value, and that, that's the thing is like, I think that Lukaku is going to probably match like more or less and within I, a couple points. And I have him too. 
Mm, no, I mean, yeah, fine, but you know what I mean. It's also, like, yeah, I just. But then you don't you don't have all the headers in midfield. Like when I'm looking at someone like a midfield of Alexis, Firmino, Antonio, Sterling, like you don't touch that when you have someone. Yeah, like, no, I mean, the, it's it's a one spot difference. I have Capu yeah. and you have Sterling. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that <laughs> is that good? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh my god, I mean, it feels insane, but I, I just don't know. I mean, like. Zlatan and Kapu versus Sterling and who's your third? Dini? Patrick. Patrick. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, is Kapu just going to cover all of Patrick's points? His class is permanent. Yeah, no, then, then I, we would definitely need to have a new host for the pod next week because I'll be killing myself. You'll be dead. Yeah, you'll be I'll dead. You'll be dead. But uh, um, that's where we're what at other, right so now. Fucking Kane, Kane's out for two months. Kane's dead. So, so what that's interesting because I don't want Janssen because... No, but he's a thing. I, don't, I just don't want him. I mean, if, I it, if it's me, I'm starting Sun up top. Bringing yeah, Lamella back in. No, 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 no. Sun Janssen's up. a thing. Yeah. I mean, prove, I think he'll, 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 he has truth. to prove it to me. No, he's gonna be good. I like him. I he like. He doesn't that have any dongs or anything, right? No, he has no dongs, but he's just like he's so happy to be in in the world and everything with Spurs. I'm he's just, gonna be good. Yeah, I just have a little bit of a soldado vibe. He, he has to prove it to me. But okay. but okay, so yeah, the forwards that we're choosing from are what we so Aguero, Costa, Lukaku, Costa, Benteke, I guess. Although, like. I don't know. No, still, definitely, definitely been taken. But it kind of feels better to have like Townsend or Punchin. Yeah, but he's still in the in the realm. Like he's yeah. still on pens, and he's still going to be a, getting points. Yeah, just I guess I'm scarred after a four goal game where he gets no return. It just felt yeah, right, awful. Rightly so. But the, he's the, still going to be good. My my flare forward that I'm really hot on right now is Chaz Austin. <laughs> Fucking circus, Charlie Austin. Like, yeah. he's he has to earn himself a start at this point, right? Well, I mean, Shane Long is like Nava status, like nudes of Puel's wife, mom, sister, everyone in his family. Because all Shane Long, J Rod, and Redmond have been doing all season are missing sitters. Yeah, no, no. I think Chaz is a let. I mean, we are proper Chaz fans. Yeah, but their fixtures are bad, dude. They have some tough fixtures coming up. They have some really think... tough ones, but they also have at West Ham, home Burnley, two of the next three. No, come on, dude. They don't. They don't have good fixtures in the next like five. Like you don't want a piece. Um, even more, more looking I'm just past saying, that. I'm just it's saying just, it's a flare no, no, no. pick. Oh no, f- definitely flare. You want to get all the cocaine Charlies that you can get. Yes, and he's certainly one of them. Yes. But I think he's going to have his day in the sun and like later on, but not right now. I do, I do like the show because you know Chaz is great. Yeah, Chaz is a good lad. But is there anyone else that you were looking at? I mean, is Slomani? No, oh god, I no, just no, punched no, my no, mic no, in the on. face. Is Slomani no. good? No, don't get silly here with the not nailed forwards. Just, it's it's a small pool from the strike force. I think it's it's basically just a how do you want to distribute your funds? So if you want to get Zlatan or not, and then if you don't, you're looking at the Benteke, the Dini. Oh, well, I have Dini. Did I even say my fucking front line? Well, you Dini. have Fat Drake, and then I assume you also have Romelu and Kuhn. Yeah. I Romelu and Kuhn just seem auto. so auto I mean, right now. I mean, like. Rom, Rom barely got a touch to that goal. That did he, he even with, get a touch? I was watching I that, and I was know. so I, fucking mad. 
Yeah, I watched it a few times and I was happy to have gotten the points, but I don't I couldn't say specifically. I cannot confirm it. nor deny. Nor deny, yeah, but I don't think there are a lot of forward options and that's why I feel like with the plethora of midfield options and I'm gonna wanna be shifting the form players in and out in the midfield based on fixtures. That's what kinda why I wanna also just keep my Yeah, keep the structure uh, how you have it. Yeah. And yeah, for me yeah. it's the opposite, is like I just want the regular returns. Like I can't see Zlatan at this point, barring injury, not scoring like twenty-five goals. Man, and I, it's just I don't like Dini, Benteke. Like they're gonna get half that number. Like I don't, I don't give a shit. <sighs> Fat Drake. Yeah, I mean, I love Dini. All right, let's uh, let's go into captain's cleans. And let's that was that was intense. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. Did we just talk about just our teams for two hours? Yeah, it's been like it's any, been five hours. Um, yeah, some hu- huge three, fans of the pod are still listening. That's it. Fans. Yeah, just diehards. Um, so captains, I mean, hi, Kuhn, welcome back, bro. Oh, it's not even anywhere close to being a question. Kuhn at Swansea is just a oh, fucking... It's a fuckfest. It's, it's going to be a four-goal game. Proper fuckfest. And that's the thing also with Kuhn is like these are the weekends when you revel in getting Kuhn back when he's still going to be a marginal differential against your opponents. This is the dream. Maybe some people are weak, but they're like, oh, I can wait a week for Kuhn and then you fucking dong. Yeah, no, this is a dream. That's a dream. Um, other Kuhn's. shouts? There's no other shout though, is there? Well, I'm just for any Kuhnless team. I mean, like Liverpool's home hole, I guess, maybe. Bobby. Yeah, Bobby, if he proves health. There's not that much else. Arsenal are playing Chelsea. I don't want any part of that. Rom. Yeah, Rom at Bournemouth is a great shot. Yeah, Rom's probably number two, honestly. Rom. Rome. He's single-handedly fucking ass fuck me down to whatever thousand million place I am. He's had his he's had his way with me. I mean, I brought him in two weeks ago, and he's banged in like 30 points for me in two weeks. I've barely moved in the standings. Yeah, we so, need to be better at this game. Although, I do feel like we give really good advice. We yeah, just, but it doesn't... We, just we, fuck we, give up. Each other, we give each other good advice that we don't listen to, and then we still are fucking terrible. God damn it, yeah. I don't want to talk about I hope someone triple, cap, triple captain Chadley after my shout last week. <laughs> Some one person in the world. Everyone did. Um, cleans. Hmm. Everton, you gotta like. I don't. I don't like that. Yeah, Bournemouth are pretty good going forward. At home, Everton have been so solid though. Liverpool. Liverpool probably Spurs we probably the best shout out of the week. La 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 la. la. <laughs> um, Spurs are probably the best shout. City are a shout. Hopefully Watford can, because we're both going to have Holabash. Yeah, but I don't know about that. I just definitely don't know about that, yeah. That's it, though. That's where we're at. I mean, I have, like, at least 100 unread Twitter notifications of probably critical questions coming in, and I just have been away from from everything. Technology-less. Is that, like, like questions from... Yeah, it's like anytime anyone like mentions at FMLPL, like it does a little notification thing, mm. and I just uh, pretty much ignored all of them because I was I had no service and no Wi-Fi. Well, sometimes you have to do. Yeah, I hope they understand. Well, anyway, check. <sighs> that's it, right? Check us. 
Check us out at FMLPL.com. Follow on Twitter, as I just mentioned, at FMLPL. I'll start tweeting back. Email us at FMLPL at gmail.com. Join our league. Like us on Facebook. Ran on iTunes. Fire stickers. Yeah! Sports Social Podcast Network.